This is Adam Nutter. And this is Greg Trout. And we're Nerds with Words, and you are listening to the BS Podcast Network. Your attention, please. The Magic Our Way Podcast is now leaving from New Orleans for an artistic tour of all things Disney. Jumbo, everyone. Rumble. Hi, Mr. Anonymous here, and you are listening to the Magic Our Way podcast. Magic Our Way takes an artistic view of all things Disney-related. Join your hosts, Kevin and Danny, Marvel expert and proprietor of ivorycomics.com, Eli, and your personal earmark travel agent, you've got a friend in Lee, Lee Lastavica. Come join the Mau Weekend Nation on social media and at magicourway.com. Jumbo, everyone! Harambe! And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic, Magic Our Way podcast. podcast. Greetings, Mo Weekends. This is Danny with the Magic Our Way podcast, and I am here tonight in studio, joined by our ever so scruffy travel agent, Mr. Lee Lastavica. How you doing, Lee? I'm good, man. And uh, Waka Waka Wakanda to you, <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a Hakuna Wakanda to you as well, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Wakanda flock of flame. And Rafiki's Wakanda watch. Rafiki's Wakanda. (laughs) (laughs) My Wakanda don't want none. (laughs) If you ain't got it, that high. Uh, also joining us here today, we have a special guest in studio. He drove in all the way from Lafouche Parish. Say hello, Officer Mawikin. Hello, Officer Mawikin. And of course, I saved our, our main event to last because our Marvel expert is here to talk Marvel with us. And we're here today, if you haven't been able to tell by me and Lee's little exchange over there. We're talking about the Black Panther. So who better to have in studio to talk about it than Mr. Marvel himself, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, E? I am good. Wakanda forever. Let's get down to it. Just Mm -hmm. good to have a Thursday night under the belt. Got the good officer here. Got our good master travel agent in studio. We ain't got to worry about Skype for once. (laughs) Right? (laughs) All right, guys. So enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's go make some magic. All right, welcome to the queue. And first up, Lee, we've got some bad news about Be Our Guest. Oh, good news, bad news. I guess it depends on how you look at it. Um, it's bad going, news. Well, again, I, is it bad news? Is it? I don't know. The I mean, plate is half empty. To yeah. pay more for something? That's always bad. Right. That, That's when, always when is bad. Is that good news? Well, uh, what, are, what are we getting something special? Well, you is are, the gray stuff free? No, it's going to be a different <laughs> menu now, though. So it's not like they're just taking the same menu and charging you double for it. Okay. So, so they're already vamping the menu to make it more of a signature restaurant, and it's, but it is going to be two credits now. So Are they revamping the menu, or are they getting better chefs? Because the food over there has been <laughs> lackluster for a while now. Are they getting a porterhouse steak? Mm-hmm. That's a that's It's going to be question. like a French menu. Um, I, I believe I put the story in the doc if you want to pull it up, but... I think the main thing here is just this freaking restaurant is so damn popular that, you know, it's kind of like back La Cellier used to only be one credit. And uh, you can't get a freaking table to save your life in that restaurant. Um, it's the hardest reservation to get now. So what happens when you have something that's 
uh, overly popular that you're going to need to get more out of it. So I don't necessarily think it's that I like it, but I understand it. Um, hmm. You know, I mean, uh, I think it's definitely going to make it easier to get the reservation now because people are going to think twice whether they want to spend two credits for it. Right. Again, same thing that happened to LaSalle. The LaSalle used to be one credit mm-hmm. and you couldn't get that reservation to save your life. But once it went to two credits, now it's a little more calmed down and, um, you know, you can get the reservation and they probably have a little more time to, to take and refine the menu and things like that. So, um, again, I, I don't think it's going to be well received as far as popularity and people are going to be like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, spend two credits and spend twice as much money to eat here. But, it's almost like they had no choice. They had to do something to to make it more accessible. But again, I I'm not um, that familiar with with the new menu is going to be. I know it's going to be French inspired cuisine, and so I'm sure that people are going to like that. But you already have um, Chef de Pont. You've already got a couple of French restaurants hanging around. So you want to pay extra for ratatouille, uh, dude? Their their food, like the French onion soup, was water. I mean, <laughs> it was like like water with like a, a bouillon cube. <laughs> now you talking about right. Chef Paul's? Or are you talking about? No, it? I'm talking about be yeah, our yeah, guest. Yeah, yeah. Trashy <laughs> restaurant. They're gonna now charge two coupons or two credits, whatever you want to call it. That's ridiculous. I'm yeah. sorry. Unless what they're saying is, hey guys, we promised to make the food good this time. We're just gonna charge you more for it. Yeah, I mean, you know, when we went, I mean, that was kind of that was kind of a crazy night to eat there. I mean, like, oh, I remember that. What the waiter. He came up to us and he was like, "He was in a mood." Yeah, he was like, "Hey, look, here's a tray of desserts. Pick one." Yeah, I'm like you as bad as the as the omelet guy that I had to deal with earlier that day at a different restaurant. Ever uh, since that restaurant first opened, it just slowly went downhill, and now it's like I won't even book there anymore. That's just it was garbage. So here now that they're improving it. But it's going to cost me two credits to go find out <laughs> if it's gotten any better. Yeah. That just sucks. I'm man. not really a... I mean, you guys are the restaurant connoisseurs. I'm definitely not. So saying that it's got a French menu in it, well, that okay. does nothing for me. To be fair, I mean, if... Let's say that... I think we're food, being pretty fair. No, no, yeah. No, when food, you say it costs food, more, we don't know more. yet. But let's say the food was on par with, with Narcuzzi's. But and, what's it? Okay, but why do I have to pay extra to find out? Like, it's not like I mean, it's a new pay, restaurant. It's the same pay restaurant. To find out at Narcuzzi's. Like, if, you, if you've never been there before. But I, I've never had a bad experience at Narcuzzi's because they've always had good food. Now I got to go pay the extra to find out whether or not they've improved the food over at BR Guest. Hopefully, they improve the attitude of the waiters there. Right. right. I, I'm, you, I'm sure there's going to be a few reviews online that you can check out. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Look, just read it. It's the most popular restaurant. Clearly, there are people out there who love Applebee's. Mm-hmm. Read it there for yourself. Like Chili's. <laughs> there are people who go to McDonald's. Just because they rate it good doesn't mean that it's a really fine dining establishment. Now, it's just going to cost me two credits to find out about it. I don't like that. What else? I mean, would what? you like to hear the menu? Sure. Go ahead. Yes. Let's see. Succulent entrees like a grilled center cut filet mignon with potatoes au gratin, romano beans, cipollini marmalade, and a cherry laced. Red wine reduction. That's just a big plate with small portions of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What else do we have? I like the potato gratin part of it. it no, it sounds good, but like... I'm, oh, you know they went to the... It comes out of a box. Yes. We got the, what, the uh, Omaha Steaks of the Month in there. I don't know what Cora Buddha pork tenderloins are, but... I don't know if that sounds what is that? good or not. Cora, Cordon Blue? Cora Buddha. Cora Buddha. Yeah, pork tenderloins and a smoked black-eyed pea tortellini 
featuring roasted seasoned vegetables, tomato relish, and basil scented tomato water. What? Tomato <laughs> water? <laughs> what the f is Those are two words that should not water. be together. <laughs> Would you like some tomato Onion water? water describes their soup. That's true. That. Maybe they mix it together and you got like tomato onion soup. That's a nice array of marmalade. Uh, poulette rouge chicken with saffron infused seafood bouillabaisse. All right, what's a poulette? I don't know. But you <laughs> is that word two credits just to find oh, out well, what a poulette that is? That's what Kevin... Poulette. That's Ooh, what yeah. Kevin calls Ooh, his yeah. toilet in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's an extra smell for that Wednesday. What the hell is that? That shit? Hey, that's poulette, baby. That's the good stuff. Oh, well, I'll tell you, I'll give them this. They at least tried to make it sound fancier. Yeah. Yeah, no, the description sound good, but now you correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but there's no pictures on the menu, right? Well, there's, if you want to see the pictures. No, no, I'm sorry. I know you were pulling out the website, yeah. but I'm saying like when you actually go to be our guest, you see the menu, right? No, it's not Waffle House. They don't have pictures of the, on the menu. No, but it, what I'm saying is, okay. It, I'm trying to remember. I don't think it is. Because exactly, if you got some words in there, and I, I'm not French. I know we're from New Orleans. Like if you go for lunch, you go up to the, and you order at the little. Uh, the, the counter. The yeah. counter. Yeah. And I want to say like there's a menu, but I can't remember if there's pictures of the food. Right, because you go up there, you're like, what's a poulette? And the lady's like, it's all good. Remember we went there before? It's like, everything yes. you eat is all good. Yes. You're eating, you're going to be fat when you come out of here. That is true. I do remember that conversation. Now, maybe things have changed since between then and there, but I do remember you saying, is that good? And him being like, baby, it's all good. Yeah, and so and I, had, I tried some too. It was good. Yeah, because you, you asked about the soup. You mm -hmm. She's like, yeah, you just go ahead and you taste the soup. You're like, the soup is good? Yeah, just taste the soup. Soup's good. <laughs> Where's you know, the spoon? Where's the spoon? <laughs> Aha! <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I, I would go there and say, hey, what is, I heard you got like a Paul yet. I got a cousin named Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what that is. Do you have a picture of it? Maybe what they should do is is take the entrees like to do the desserts and say, look, this is what you're going to get. This is this word that we can't pronounce. This is this other dish we can't pronounce. Please leave your two credits at the door. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for spending two credits to find out whether or not we've improved from our food. I guess the question <laughs> now is, Danny, will you? Will you huh? find out? Will you? Probably not. Is there any signature restaurant on Disney property that you think sucks? Signature? Okay. Signature restaurant. Like, okay, so like two credits. two credits. Anything other than Morimoto. I was going to say, you took, you took that one from me. I mean, uh, we know that. Tough. Okay, that's fine. No and more. it's not I that mean, it sucks. It, it's just that it's overrated. Yeah, or overpriced for what you get. For overpriced for what you get. Okay, let's see. Run, run through some of them with me. Rose Roll Table? Huh? Well, Cinderella's Roll Table yes, is overpriced. definitely overrated. So. Definitely overrated, overpriced. So you got Narcoozies. We like oh, yeah. that. Citricos. Perfect. Mm, overrated. Overpriced. Okay. Um, your uh, Artist Point? At least our experience there was. I'm sorry. Artist Go Point? Mm, I'd still stick with it being worth it. Okay. Uh, let's see. California Grill. Yes. Okay. Uh, where else can we go? But that's the three main, um, Brown Derby, Brown Derby, um, Cellier. the Cellier, the, I've never been there, so I'm not sure. I haven't uh, been there since what's the, the two steakhouse in, um, in, in, uh, board, not boardwalk, uh, in yacht club. Yachtsman Steakhouse? Yeah, Yachtsman Steakhouse. I guess what I'm saying is that... Go to the Yacht Club I'll all the, the time. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt if they're going to make it a signature-level restaurant. I think it could go either way. It could go Cinderella's Royal Table. It could go Narcuzzi's. You know what I'm saying? I say... You know, it's, it's hard to say. But, okay. But they are not really known for their signature restaurants being poor. 
if if you're poorly done. Okay, but all right. If you're somebody who really enjoys fine dining, you've already lost that crowd. You got to hope that they want to go back and just for whatever reason try your food again. If you're somebody with a small kid who loved the idea of eating in Bell's Castle, you just doubled my cost <laughs> and gave them a bunch of food that they can't even pronounce. Even adults can't pronounce some yeah. of those in there. I, again, I, I don't see it. I don't see what makes this a, a great move other than the fact that, hey, we've got a winner. Why not charge them extra for it? Yeah, and we'll I, put a couple of higher end you know, options in the menu and we'll justify it that way. But I think it's their way of saying, we're making so much off of Be Our Guest, why not make more? You shouldn't have to bring a translator to understand what's being served <laughs> to you on the menu. That's just me. But, all right. Well, guys, that's all we have to say about that, I think. Is there anybody else? Any, any other last thoughts on this? No? Yes? Lee, you stroking your beard knowingly? Tired of being price gouged. <laughs> I can't tell. Like when you, now that you have a beard, <laughs> when you stroke the beard, it, it could be that you know, you're, you're thinking, you're thinking yeah, that it could be that you got thoughts. an itch. Could, could be there. Could be the beard oil. Could yeah. Be, could be getting food could out of here. Leftovers. Yeah, <laughs> it could be leftovers. So cheese left. Yes, and some queso so, dip. If you guys have any thought on that, let us know. Show at Magic Our Way. All right. <laughs> Does that get y'all in the mood kinda, right there? Kind of ready to stalk and get in some action. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> you could do nah. that too. Now we're talking. <laughs> well, which one would you rather? Me? I'd rather the first one. You'd rather the first oh, one? We're going to put up the vote. We're going to put up the vote. No, it's okay. No, hey, look, everyone likes what's familiar. Let's, <laughs> let's go back. Hold up. Is it the same guy? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Can you do a remix? <laughs> I think you could. Might be the other guy's brother. That's familiar, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Owned by the same company, I guess. They're like, hey, we can hire the staff again. This isn't Elton John, though, just to be clear. <laughs> as long as we're able to know that. All right. Oh, wow. So, there we go. The Black Panther. We all went and saw it. Uh, we went late last night. Me, yeah. Lee, and uh, Eli. Kirk, you'd already seen it. Last Friday, yep. And Kevin saw it while he was on the cruise. Uh, it, if we can, later on, if Kevin gets done in enough time, he'll call in with his review of the Black Panther. But until then, we're going to jump into it. And I'm going to let you start things off, eh? Oh, yeah, okay. All right. I mean, unless you want to go around the room first and get everyone's general thoughts on the film. I mean, I'm good. I'm good with going around and just get, like, the general thoughts. I mean... You want to uh, go around and get the general thoughts yeah, real quick? I think it was pretty solid. All right. Well, Kirk, you saw the movie first, so we'll let you start off first. How about that? Sure. Go with that. Unlike anything I expected, I went into this coming off of Thor being the last Marvel movie I saw in theaters. Good movie. I really liked it. Thought I'd be familiar with the character, but took it in a different direction. I really liked um, the villain, Killmonger. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think he um, has a different type of film. I've never really seen Michael B. Jordan or anything else. I haven't seen Creed or anything like that. And, and oh, God, you got to go see I didn't Creed. Even waste yeah. my t- I didn't even waste my time seeing the Fantastic Four movie. So. Wasn't he also in it? Was he the one in Fruitvale uh, Station? Yeah, he was yeah, in, in Fruitvale Station. Too. Yeah, he's been good in everything I've seen him in. I mean, even, even that atrocious Fantastic Four movie. But um, 
Creed was just special, man. I didn't think they could make me care. I thought they pumped every last ounce of life they could have out of Rocky Balboa, and that was it. And well, then you got did. this. Then, so that's when they went to Creed. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, all right, we're done with Rocky. We're going to Creed. Well, Rock was still in there. That kept it a little memorable, yeah. you right. know. And then also, um, I was familiar, familiar with the character, the actor who played Black Panther. So I was familiar with him. Mm-hmm. The only other actor in here I, I was really familiar with, besides Forrest Whitaker, was um. One from The Walking Dead. I'm not going to try to butcher her name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, and I was expecting to, um, you know, not try to draw a distinction between her and Michonne because I know she plays Michonne The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Big Walking Dead fan. But totally took me away from that character. Yeah, I didn't see much of it. In fact, it took me a while before I even realized that that was her. Uh, yeah. Yeah, same here. Recognized her right away. It wasn't just because she, you know, she was bald with tattoos on her head, but still... Great actress. You know when it got me? When she had the wig on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, she's talking no, about, she's I was wondering, oh, okay. where's, your, where's your katana sword at now? Mm-hmm. I was wondering if that was like a little uh, inside reference there. Like, I look ridiculous in this thing. Uh, she's fooling with that wig. Because I threw it in a guy's face. Yeah. yeah. And, but that's the kind of wig she wears as Michonne. I mean, obviously, it's a lot more fuller and a little bit, but I mean, Thinker, yeah. she's wearing a wig when she plays Michonne. <laughs> But it took us. It took me some time. I was looking at. It, I was like, "God, know her. Yeah, I know her from somewhere." Funny how much hair can change things, right? Because <laughs> you don't see too many bald chicks walk around looking like Grace Jones. That was that was a funny analogy. I heard that in the movie. <laughs> and, and the actress who played, um, I think she was Black Panther's love interest. Isn't she the one? Was that his ex? Yeah. Well, y- yeah. yeah. Isn't she the one who played? Um, at least the voice of Masquerade in the uh, yes. Force Awakens. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lupita. I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, the to names it. are tough. The, the, yeah, the names mess are tough. Every, this is gonna be like Pandora over here. <laughs> <laughs> mess up every all the words. Yeah, and Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Yep. Yeah. yeah, she was very good in it. Um, but okay, so is that your your opening thoughts there, Kirk? That could be my opening thoughts. That's your I'm opening good. thoughts. I'll pass the bucket. Well, I guess you're what passing the bucket to Mister Nugget mm-hmm. himself over there. Pass the bucket to the left hand side. Oh, what'd you man. think Lee? well uh, first of all coming from the perspective as everyone knows the least knowledgeable about anything comic books or marvel or anything like that i think i had a more open mind to it because like i don't know who the characters are even when we watched um the last one and and he came out I'm like who's that guy oh that's black panther oh okay cool i guess i don't know who that is um so from that you pers- didn't even remember Bucky at the very end. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who's his white boy? They're like, oh, that's Bucky. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but so to me, I had like zero expectations. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I didn't know the backstory about this guy or anything about him at all. So I just watched it like a regular old movie. From that perspective, I did enjoy the movie a lot. It didn't follow the plot line I thought it would. I thought it was going to be more like, not that there wasn't action in it, but I w- it was more to do with like the, the the politics and the infighting and the this and the that, you know all that kind of stuff about Wakanda itself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I didn't know that that's what the movie was going to be about. I just was like, oh, let's let's follow Black Panther as he kicks a lot of people's ass, you know. But that's not really what it turned out to be. So, so you didn't realize Black Panther was actually the king of Wakanda and that yeah, there, no, it was going to be political. Yeah. I had no idea what Wakanda was. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is interesting <laughs> you know so i had no idea anything about anything when i watched this movie so you thought they were in zamunda yeah, yeah. Like, where's eddie murphy <laughs> when the, I, I, I want the night when, <laughs> when his mother came out with that um that 
big headdress thing on? Yes. That's, yeah. that's the first thing I thought of coming to America. <laughs> Nancy Dean. <laughs> I was what was the mama's name? I was thinking of Golden Child, uh, but I can no, never get that. Yeah, yeah. I just know it's Angela Bassett. So, again, so mm. just overall thought, I thought, I enjoyed myself. I thought it was a very interesting movie. I liked the fact that it wasn't just another movie about let's go beat some people up and guns and, and explosions, which is in there, but that's not the main point of the movie. So, right. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. E? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a pretty solid film. I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I mean, I knew who Black Panther is, but I didn't want to put any high expectations on the movie, but it was a pretty solid film. I liked how they did like Wakanda in general. Like, I mean, I was like, wow. Again, Marvel just goes all out with the special effects. Um, the characters were cool. I, I like the, you know, the Imperial Guard, so to speak. That's what I call them. And uh, they did a pretty good mixture of uh, previous uh, volumes from the comic books. They kind of did a good job of mixing them all together. So it was a good ride. Uh, there were, I got to admit, there were some parts where I was kind of like, it's uh, a little weird. It's a little off. But uh, Killmonger was great. Like mm-hmm. you said, Michael B. Jordan, that's a that's a great actor, man. He That was pretty intense. And it was, uh, he was a villain that was done where he wasn't. He was a villain, but it was like. But you didn't really hate him. Yeah, that exactly. You know? Yeah, you know. And uh, kind of sympathize for him a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, and, and, and that was and that was the other thing. Um, and I thought I thought the movie had a lot of heart, mm-hmm. uh, it, it pretty much, because there was some parts of that I was like, I was ready for some more action, but then like, uh, Chad Boseman plays the Black Panther, did a pretty good job acting and um, added a lot of heart to the film. So it had some heart. A solid movie, solid story. <laughs> nice. Uh, I as well. I liked it. I mean, was I blown away? No. Right. But was I solidly entertained? Sure. Yeah. And I don't know that you're going to see too many Marvel movies that blow you away. It seems like they're they're following a very safe formula right now. I would I would agree with that. It, there does seem to be something very formulaic when you're watching a Marvel movie now, where they're like, "We're going to give you that." I mean, obviously the characters are going to change and the setting is going to change, but you know you're going to have that big overblown CGI battle at the end. Yeah, <laughs> you know that you're pretty much going to follow the course of a of a hero who is loving life and then he meets a villain that challenges his existence and this villain has a justifiable gripe mm-hmm. and then this guy has to return to glory the, the hero has to return to glory and there has to be a big battle at the end and that just seems to be the that's the hero's journey that's, that's a typical theme yeah, yeah I, I don't want to say it's the plot because obviously i like the plot in this movie a whole lot more because it was so much more simplistic mm-hmm. than all those movies where you got to get this element from this place and you know that what's going on with this behind there's always some kind of convoluted thing happening in the story that you can usually poke holes at there wasn't a whole lot to poke holes at in this story it was pretty straightforward it was pretty uh easy to digest you knew what was going on at all times but yeah if there's my one complaint about it is that yeah it's a little familiar it's it's kind of the safe marvel movie that they've been making now for for a few years which is yeah, I mean, who, who wants to take the risk of, of playing with that formula and doing a, a different type of story and possibly getting the first Marvel movie that's bombed? I mean, yeah, but that's a trick, and that, that movie they, is tricky they, to make. They didn't want to Doctor Strange it. Yeah, well, I didn't even know that Doctor Strange was that bad. I mean, was it was it terrible? I don't. I never saw. I that. didn't. I, I didn't think Doctor Strange sure was it, terrible, it but as well as the other movie. But no, the it, ending, the ending of that one, how he beats the. I won't spoil it for nobody if they haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. He's not going to see it if you haven't seen it now. Then touch. <laughs> Well, it's on Netflix. <laughs> you can see it. 
You can see it. But oh, by the way, spoiler alert. We haven't spoiled anything yet, but we will. Oh, yes. Absolutely. We, we, get, we dig deep We're quite it. looking forward to spoiling this. So, um, we'll go put some vibranium claws in that one. Yes. Get, get on digging. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't a weird out-the-box ending, but that movie is pretty complex to make in a sense because, number one, the only time you ever see the Black Panther is in Civil War, and that's mm-hmm. like... You give it like maybe 30 minutes through the whole movie. And you're like, oh, okay, that's his dad. Place blows up. Okay, mm-hmm. he's jumping out cars, messing up stuff. So you figure here, it's not like Captain America or Iron Man where you have like a solid history with a character for so many years that it's kind of um, straightforward. You know what I mean? Like, like Tony Stark, rich guy, get some cool armor, can fly around. Captain America, old school soldier. Black Panther's had so many different reincarnations it's really hard to just say, okay, yeah, that's the guy that does all of this stuff. All you know is he's a king. He lives in this awesome place, which, well, kind of, good Lord, I want to move there. <laughs> good Lord. I don't think anybody had to park anything over there. Golly. Well, they play, but I think that plays to its strengths, is that you're not really yeah. quite sure what to expect. So there's nothing to really, you're not walking in with a checklist and being like, okay, let's make sure they hit this plot point, and then I want to make sure that this is mm-hmm. this Black Panther from this story arc, and this is represented, and that... You know, they, they went in there with uh, a lot a, a lot of the audience. I mean, I, I would say wasn't overly familiar. It's not an overly familiar character. Right. It's a very obscure character. I wouldn't say very obscure, but well, I, mean, I mean, he's like, a, if the you know, the Hulk. Everybody yeah. yes. knows who the Hulk is. Right. There's you been a TV show. Backstory. There's right. been multiple movies. Right. 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 You know he's going to get green and he's going to get angry and, he's, mm-hmm. you know, but and you know, he's a scientist and stuff like that. But uh, this is someone that you maybe are not as familiar with. Which gives you the opportunity to really care for him because it's new to you. You're like, yes. oh, wait a minute, that's not what happens with Hulk. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Hulk doesn't do that, right? Whereas with this guy, you maybe not. You know, they can do some things with him that you're not going to get. You know, I've been out of shape about. Right. In, in other words, you can't be a casual fan and know what's going on with Black Panther. You right. have to be a comic book collector because this was its first uh, debut on-screen treatment. Yeah, I mean, obviously he was in Winter Soldier, but the, you know, this is really where you're kind of finding out who he is, yeah. where he came from, what his motivations are, and what Wakanda is. I mean, so yeah. and, ahead, and there's a, no, no, and, and and there's a lot of characters that you also they also have to throw in there, and you have to be like, okay. That's the guy from the other tribe, you know. That's his mom. That's his. Like, there's a lot of things you do have to digest. That's but it's, one of the things that surprised me the most about this movie. It was where the title of the movie is Black Panther. It was kind of an ensemble movie. Yes. I mean, it really it it felt like it was a team up kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it should be like called the City of Wakanda and the guy that protects it. Yes, like without his sister being the the James Bond Q type person. And who is and, his sister? She looks so familiar. She's in Black Mirror. She, yeah, she was in the last episode of Black Mirror. I I've saw her in that. that. Um, I'm not sure what else she was in. Yeah, um, that's all I recognized her from. But you're right. It did have that mixture of James Bond spy when he went out of Wakanda, like when he went to that casino in South Korea. Mm-hmm. You kind of get that. You kind of get like this king of the city, what do you do kind of thing. Then you also get, oh, he's just a man. Like when he has to go and fight for his... His mantle, they take the powers away. Yes. Which I'm like, well, that's pretty That's pretty cool. But, man, it would have been nice if they gave the power to the other guy and then say, okay, you're both 
equal Black Panthers. Why did we just have it out? Like that was no. I liked it the way they did it. I mean, it's just a, I guess it's just a thing of like you don't deserve those powers if you can't. You know, if you're yeah, not, you can't be the king if you can't win without the power. Exactly. But I'm saying the opponent. Why can't the opponent have the powers while the king has the powers? That's what I'm saying. It's like why? Why does he deserve that? I'm just. That's, it'd be like a crazier fight. I did like the fight when he fought the first dude by the waterfall and put him in that Brazilian jiu-jitsu move and stuff. I was going to say, I liked that a whole lot more than I liked some of the fights that were all, where you could tell it was obvious CGI. and like I, That's one of my critiques of the movie is I thought the CGI was a little bad in this movie. Like which parts? Like when, uh, what? Like the rhinos. Okay, uh, rhino. Yeah. Yeah, the rhinos looked a little off. The Black Panther's outfit, his costume at times, like when he was fighting, looked a little bit off. I don't know what it was. I mean, now we saw it on IMAX. As a big so, screen. Yes. So there was a lot to know. So maybe that was part of what it was messing with my eyes. Because normally we don't watch these movies in IMAX. I kind of thought it was weird. I, okay. Like, I thought it was cool when they did it with the car, where they did the unmanned car. But mm-hmm. then I was like, wait, that's like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, right? Like when oh, they, like when, um, yeah, when yeah. they had the, the gold people. Yeah, the gold people. Things. Yeah. And it didn't dawn on me until... Um, what Ross Adrian, he gets in the spaceship and then he's like oh I gotta get out oh wait don't put me back in and I was like well that's kinda that's kinda weird but I, I still I dig the I dig the tech or at least what they try to do the uh, the transit system can we have that instead of the broken open door monorail please oh, dude that looked nice <laughs> <laughs> that really did look nice yeah, yeah I, and, and they and, did a good job of making Wakanda I, from afar look like this beautiful place that you want to visit but yet every time that like they went to Wakanda they're always walking down the same dusty ass street <laughs> did y'all that, notice that, that? that <laughs> they're no, either in the lab or in the yeah. dusty ass street <laughs> yeah. or you can see people outside cooking with clay pots Mm-hmm. And then a monorail would go by. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What? Wait a minute! This is..." It was weird, like especially like at the end it's like where you there's watch. No technology, but then there's badass technology, both existing. But I kind of like that too. It is, it yeah. Like, it's like okay, you can have technology, mm-hmm. but the technology does not have to ruin your traditions, right? And your culture of your people. So that you didn't see everyone out walking around on iPhones and stuff. They were uh-huh. still. You know, like down to earth, they were living. You know, they were living in the huts. They had they had rhinoceroses out and just like with wooden gates, and, <laughs> you know, like and stuff like that. So it was kind of like I liked that part of it that it wasn't just like all modern and everybody is like walking around in spacesuits and stuff like right. that. And one of those establishing scenes when they show you the city, you see the monorail in the background, mm-hmm. big advanced monorail, and if you looked in the, in the forefront, they had a cart. Yeah. If you looked at some of the buildings, they had like a little thatch uh, roof that kind of jutted out. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they did blend it. And it was, what I was going to say, Lee, is like, I, I, it's weird to the, I'm not saying it's unpleasant. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it, it was kind of weird to the, you know what it was like, like watching that end scene where you see the, the people, the warriors in these traditional warrior, the go- yeah, uh, uh, authentic African garb, but yet they're holding like, Plasma spears and like spear shields. It would be like watching a reenactment of the Civil War, except they're holding muskets <laughs> that are like plasma cannons, <laughs> rail guns. It just something looks a little out of place there. It takes a little while to to. It's put, a it's a little visually jarring. Yeah, it is, yeah. but I mean, you, you had to buy into it. Of course, you do. Yeah, you know? and, and uh, again, I'm not saying that as a critique of the movie. It's just it was something that just stood out to me. It's like. 
Wow, I've never quite seen that merge before. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never seen two things put together like that before. But see, I was wondering if it was like an aristocratic thing. Like you could be in, you could visit Wakanda, but deliver Wakanda, you got to be paid. Like that's one of the, the cool things about the Killmonger character that I, I did like besides the action and just like the the badass dialogue. That dude has some cool dialogues. It's not, mm-hmm. I admit this, there's not too many lines I can remember Except he distinctly said one when he had that old lady. I was like, why are you going to choke the, you know, Whoopi Goldberg from Star Trek Next Generation? <laughs> that ain't right, man. And he, but she's like, no, we're not going to burn the fields. And dude's like, hey, I asked you something. I mean that shit. I was like, boy, that's, that's a hard line right well, there. Well, when he was beating the hell out of T'Challa and he was like, this is your king. <laughs> this is your king. This who protects you. Right. Yeah. No, he was a he was a pretty badass villain when he was doing that. Yeah. Like I don't know, like I don't know if I would say that he's in my top five Marvel villains of all time, but he definitely made an impact. Well, I was, he, gonna, I was gonna say he I like that he was okay, he was a bad guy in the sense of saying, We're gonna take all this technology and we're gonna just like the world up with it. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, yeah, but, like, but you sound like a time, terrorist. He, he wasn't doing it to like I just want to kill everyone. Mm-hmm. He was doing it because our people have been oppressed for so long mm-hmm. that it's our turn now, and we're going to use their own techniques against them. And it was like, it wasn't because like, well, I just want to kill everyone. No, because, I didn't say he was kill everyone, but it, but you see what I'm saying? It's like, it, there was a mission behind it, and yes, he was a, he was the bad guy. But at the same time, you're like, I kind of see where you're coming from. Well, yeah, there mm-hmm. was an element of that, but there. I'm sorry, you go ahead and go. First. No, no, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say beforehand was that he goes ahead and he and he says basically you guys are all living in this that's what i was going with you guys are living in this futuristic castle and everybody else around you they're not getting the same treatment so i I liked when he kind of brought up that that aspect of it because it was kind of like hey you guys are just in your own worlds kind of thing so it was like yeah he's he's a bad guy as far as like not want to do their traditions but it was just kind of like I want I want to see more, you know. Like I, I kind of got that impression. It was just kind of like, well, I got to beat up the king to do it. But well, but there was more to that. I mean, there is that part where you know they they do they do a good job of walking that line. But there is that part where he rips off his shirt and it looks like he's got some kind of weird eczema thing going there. Where it's like <laughs> this is for a mark for every guy that I killed. Yeah, like I joined the service and I killed and I killed so many people and I. So I mean. It's not like everything he does is for the noble cause of freeing, you know. Free Wakanda, yeah. This is a guy who earns the name Killmonger. He does like dispatching people. Yes, that was that was his, that was his thing. Yeah, but so he he's wanted, not entirely noble in his pursuit. But that's a tough king. I mean, that's a that you can understand his motivation. Yeah, and honestly, he's not totally wrong. Just the way he goes about it. Marvel movies do that well. Every villain has that one thing about them that makes them sympathetic. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a villain that they... Maybe Ronan. They didn't do much of that with, although you did see Thanos kind of boss him around a bit. Loki in Avengers. He just wanted power. Loki wanted power, but I mean, you saw Loki as a little kid that was adopted, was never told that he wasn't really the son of Odin. I mean, they gave you enough to kind of feel like Loki was uh, jerked around a bit. Yeah. Whiplash is another good one. Even and Killmonger, the, even even when he dies at the end of the movie, he holds on to his beliefs because he says, um, "Bury me in the sea with my ancestors who preferred death over bondage." But I wasn't holding true to his beliefs so much. I mean, his beliefs were actually getting enacted. That was him saying, "I won't be locked yeah, up." Yeah, you know, you ain't putting me in a cage. 
baby don't go in the cage. Right. You know, I think maybe in that moment <laughs> they could have found some common ground, but he's like, yeah, you ain't locking me up forever. See, yeah, that's, <laughs> what, happening. that's what I thought was going to happen at the end because they really gave me this, this, it wasn't really a swerve, but it was a nice little path where T'Challa, you know, he's dead and, he, you know, they, they go ahead and they have him talk to his dad, which was always weird. Like, I was kind of feeling that Coco moment. Like, are mm-hmm. you talking to daddy? Oh, man. That was very Lion King-ish, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, you know, that was a tripped out little area and all the Panthers are hanging out, but... I like that. When he went to fuss at it, like, when his dad was like, okay, come home, mm-hmm. you know, and he was like, nah, why'd you leave this dude alone? Why yeah. did you go and get him? Like, he's one of us. And, you know, the dad was like, yo, man, his dad was crazy, man. He... Well, I was waiting for him to say, you know he had a mama, right? <laughs> when was the mama? I don't know. Like, the mama's kind of like not even spoken of. I mean, I guess he was just being raised by his daddy by himself. I, that's what I was thinking that he was going to say at some point in time, but never got to his mama. But when, but like I thought when he did that, I was like, oh, okay, after they have the fight, I could have, I really thought Panther was going to turn around to kill Buck and be like, hey, you know what? We wear the suit. You wear the suit. I'm wearing the suit. And we had, that was a hell of a fight. Because even at the end, he's like, man, it was a hell of a movie you did. I was like, I barely yeah. could tell what it was. CGI was kind of dark in that subway station. But yeah, I take your word for it. See, that's another thing with the subways. Like, okay, now that's just you're pumping in CGI where you don't need <laughs> the fight between them two by themselves. Like, I don't, like, I don't feel like you really get, like, for being in Africa, I don't really feel like. You got to see much of Africa. It felt like everything that took place had took place in front of a green screen. Or the planes on the on yeah. the hillside. You really that would have been an awesome fight to see take place and yet, you know, they have to do it and uh, on the train. I get it, you know, you needed to get the armor off oh, in order to, but I mean, still there's other ways to go about that. But I thought at the end after that, I didn't think he was just going to drop dead. I really thought he was going to be like, "Yeah, we're going to heal you and then we could work something now because right. it's not it would, fair what would, happened yeah it'd be like a you know like a um a pardoning of some kind that's you know where he would pardon his brother or his i guess it's not his brother it's his uh well his, his cousin, cousin. And no then, then, why would he pardon him the dude just straight up mm-hmm. killed i'm not saying <laughs> he caused a civil have. war i mean he was bad they, i'm not saying they should have but i i thought that's the where it was gonna go yeah uh-huh. well i thought that that's what i said i thought it was a swerve but you know it still ended on a good note it'd be like that nah, just leave me here but I really, I really was just like, oh wow, he's just gonna make this dude like do some sort of penance and all this other stuff. Right. Like, he killed Forrest Whitaker. He yeah. killed one of the warrior women. Yeah. Not to mention all the other people who tattooed all over his skin. I mean, well, that was he before was, he got to Wakanda, though. He had to kill all those people to get to Wakanda. You, you know, that's, that was a lot of work. Y'all were sympathizing way too much with this villain. <laughs> I mean, he was a good villain, but I mean, you're supposed you're supposed to hate him. I know, but that's what I'm saying. They didn't really. Put him, I mean, he does just want to give him a hug. They did this bad stuff, but yeah, but even the hero was like fussing his own daddy over this guy. You well, know? Right, because his daddy made a choice. It was His daddy said it. He said, hey, it's going to be hard to be a king when you're a nice guy. It's going to be hard on you being king because you're a nice guy. In other words, what he's saying, look, when you're leading people, you got to make tough decisions. Occasionally, you got to be a dick. Occasionally, what I did was dickish. You got to kill your cousin. And but look, the dude I tried to brother. kill Forrest Whitaker. He didn't... He didn't just go ahead and execute his brother because he's like, yeah, you know, you betrayed Wakanda. You got to die. No, he was saving his buddy. He was saving Forrest Whitaker. That's why it happened like it happened. And, and I'm I, sure I, he thought the kid had a dad, a, a mama that would raise him. <laughs> but they took him on the ship so the mama didn't even know where he was. Well, that's the thing. What are you supposed to do? Just abduct a child? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that the, the kid had a mama and they had, you know, the mama had parents and there was a whole 
family system around him that could have helped out somewhat. You can't just abduct a child on a spaceship. That's true. If they'd have took him and put him on a spaceship, that'd have been yeah. a hell of a milk cart, wouldn't it? Oh, God. That would have really messed him up. <laughs> Last seed in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what's funny is just a small detail, but I didn't notice until I knew that he was Forrest Whitaker that he also had the little lazy eye. You know, I didn't notice it until I'm like, oh, he's Forrest Whitaker. Now I can see the other character had like a little bit of a lazy eye. Really? I, I, didn't, see, I didn't even notice that. I was too busy noticing that the king, the older king, had something wrong yeah, with his yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but you. the younger king didn't. So I was, I was a little bit confused by that. Like, I didn't know if that was like... I just um, figured it was like a battle scar or something. Well, I, I, I thought it was like maybe just the actor. Like, they, maybe yeah. the actor had something. And he, but there was something off with his eye. Oh, and, for sure. Yeah, for sure, it, yeah. But when he was younger, you didn't see it. I, at least to my knowledge. Well, yeah. What did you guys think of the, the claw villain? Oh, I liked him. To me, like I, he was fun. Yeah. He was just fun to have on the screen. He was like somebody that you wanted to see tear some stuff up and get tore up in return. I mean, he was fun. Uh, I, I liked him a lot. I love the fact that they brought him back from Age of Ultron. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most unforgettable parts of the movie is when Ultron just accidentally rips a dude's arm off. And you're like... <laughs> What? And the dude didn't even scream. He just runs out the room. <laughs> You're like, wait, okay. And then when I saw him, I'm like, is that the... Like, I had to resist the urge to go on my phone to immediately <laughs> double check that I was right and that was him. But yeah, I love that they brought him back. I mean, Andy Serkis just looked like he was just having fun out there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that line. Like, I made it rain. Like, I, I had mm-hmm. a good I had a good laugh off of that. That was a good laugh. Yeah, but there was, unfortunately, there was one too many white people in this movie because... I did not care at all about <laughs> the FBI agent. Yeah, yeah, Everett Ross, the the FBI it did not. What what purpose did he serve? I think he's still a mixture from the comic books. It was kind of, t- uh, I guess, related to the other Marvel movies. Yeah, and it well, I guess he takes place of Agent Coulson. I, I, I would I would assume in the cinematic universe as well. But did we need him? I mean, do we need him eating up screen time? I guess the only foil he would proposed was to act as a bridge between you know the u.s and wakanda yeah act like he, does, he does uh, serve that purpose but yeah. i mean i guess they couldn't afford uh, robert downey jr to come <laughs> on and help out and yeah yeah chris evans could have came out and been like hey how, how's right. bucky doing he it, all right yeah it, I, th- I thought the hulk work wonders with in thor it was almost like a buddy movie after a while where you had the hulk and thor Cracking jokes and stuff like that. It would have been nice to have seen another Avenger over there. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Everett Ross uh, just kind of bored me on screen. I really didn't care about any... Like, if he died at the end because he was just sitting around in the digital spaceship, I didn't care. Did if he got blown up or something yeah, like that? I, there was nothing. Like, you know, when he you know, when he got shot and they're like, we can save this man. I'm like, or don't. <laughs> don't <laughs> worry. It's all right. Like, even the the other tribe, they wouldn't even let him speak. <laughs> he tried to speak. <laughs> like, <laughs> This is Sparta. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I was hoping it would say, but yeah, he's just a he's just a character from like when uh, Christopher Priest's run mm-hmm. on the on the Marvel Knights version of Black Panther. He was a character that they threw in there, so it was like you could see the story through his eyes as opposed to just being a straight Black Panther adventure. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, you get to follow Agent Ross as he goes in and does his thing. Was, so I'm guessing it's a combination from that arc. It was yeah. um, um, Black Panther's sister, when they first brought Ross in and he was injured, mm-hmm. she made a comment about um, what another broken white boy we have to fix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she referring to Bucky there, too. Yeah, absolutely, because he didn't even have an arm. Yeah. 
I guess when he comes back, he's going to have like, like a vibranium arm. God knows what they're going to have that dude doing. Oh, wow. Shit. Okay, so we can go in two different directions here. But let's go with vibranium. That was my other issue with oh, this man. movie. What the hell does vibranium not do? <laughs> like, in my understanding, vibranium was animandium. And it was the hardest substance in the world. You could do anything. You can make a monorail with vibranium. You could make your hand come up with little uh, holographic communication images with vibranium. Uh, what does vibranium not do? The plasma spheres. It can build body tissue because vision, kind of, vision is partially made of vibranium. Remember for Age of Ultron? Ultron was building himself another body. Yes, he yes, yes, yes. He started building out, yes that was it. I mean, I guess you, I mean, since it, it amplifies sound and turns it into kinetic energy, I guess you just yell at it a lot of times and just watch what it does. Well, like, I mean, but like you can command it to, to shrink into a necklace and come out at will. Yeah, that's a that Do the rough. holographic ship thing that ancient uh, Ross was doing there. I mean, it just seems like vibranium could do almost anything. <laughs> like, this, this is, it's not just this metal that's the hardest uh, metal that. Well, anywhere. it's the hardest metal on, on Earth. Marvel Cinematic Universe because it can't be adamantium because, right, Wolverine's not bought it yet. Exactly. But they make it magic. Yeah. Like, it, it's not just this one thing, it's, it's this magical substance. And then the weird thing is okay, I was trying to read up on some of this a little bit where it's like there's vibranium from the meteor rock, right? Right. Okay, but then they can take it and then they can turn it into a flower and then that grows the the bulb that makes the panther juice. Okay, so that is vib- so now you're drinking liquid vibranium. Right. Like I was cuz I was kind of like, "Well, wait a second. Okay, I get it. The the rock hits the earth and it's like all of its stuff just poisons everything pretty much and then all these nice flowers grow and they turn purple." That's scary, I, I guess, you know. But, Cosmic uh, space dust. Yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, I was like, well, how do you just harvest something like that? You know, it's not like you can just take a tractor and be like, ah, right, you got the yeah. vibranium tractor out, <laughs> ready to go over the soil. Go on, get that boy up there. It's five in the morning. What kind of boy better get up here and harvest this here? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a weird... Well, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. This man is punching himself. <laughs> Why are you punching yourself? You all right? Uh, that's... What? I make you crazy? No, it's a bad joke I had in my head. I tried to try to pound it out. Oh, <laughs> oh no! You got a policeman over here committing assault on himself. <laughs> Don't. Soul Stone. Think it's in the meter, um, vibranium meter. Mm-hmm. Soul Stone, the last Infinity Gem. So you think you think it's in Wakanda? A, the theory I've heard, yeah. And that's why it's got those 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 uh, properties. Okay, All that right. would make sense. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I would I would go with that as. Some somehow making sense of the fact that again, I, and I'm not as up to date on the comics as as most uh, who follow it uh, is. And I was I was going to put the question to you: Is is this how adamantium is vibranium? However you want to say it, just the metal itself. Okay, the metal itself. I mean, is does it have magical properties in the comics? Because I don't remember that. Not to this extent. I mean, in the comics, it's pretty much. Hard metal. That's exactly what I remember. It's, that's what it was driving me nuts. Was and, like, yeah, and actually, I think they had like a, they made a story. Where it was like a scientist who just lucked up into putting you know vibranium and like adamantium. Well, mm-hmm. vibranium later becomes adamantium, but making a bonding process out of that. So they're not even supposed to mesh with each other. Like I'm not sure what the scientific uh, what do you call it periodic table is on vibranium, but <laughs> they actually have something called what is it antimetal which is like uh, vibranium from Antarctica in the comic books. Okay. But yet, that can't grow any purple bulbs and grow grass and stuff. Like, 
That's like the bad vibranium, I guess. It's like vibranium light. <laughs> so, yeah, I think just for the purpose of the movie, just giving it all of that sci-fi act. Uh, then the comic books know it's just straight Captain America shield. You know? Okay. Well, let, let's let's talk about that for a little bit. So, all right. You're the Marvel guru. Give us a little bit of a, of a, com- a compare and contrast analysis here and let us know where does the movie veer away from the comics? Where does it um, stick... Strictly to the comics. Well, what, how is this movie different from the book? There you go. <laughs> well, it's different incarnations of, of the book. That's the, that's the tricky part. I mean, it's been around since the 60s. So the first thing is, is the actual look of the character. Uh, he, he just got a more distinct, uh, how would you say, like the, like the claws and like the, uh, like the necklace. Mm-hmm. That wasn't always in the, uh, the old versions of the, of the character. I mean, his costume pretty much looked like Batman essentially without the emblem and uh, his whole face being covered like that's yeah. how he looked in you know in old school days. Uh, mm-hmm. Killmonger actually has been around for uh, I think since the sixties because before it was called the Black Panther it was just called Jungle Action which I'm really glad they changed that name. <laughs> <laughs> Jungle Action. Jungle Action. You should get on that dating site. E. <laughs> I think you could might have better luck than uh. Then mouse mingle, <laughs> jungle action, turkey vine sixty nine. Watch out! <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but since they had that incarnation, they've had they've always had different people that wanted to do different versions of the Black Panther, right? So like you had like Christopher Priest run, uh, Reginald Hudlin who did like you know House Party. I know y'all saw House Party one, two, three. Like yeah, of course. Yeah, he had a couple of runs on it. Um, it actually had a New York Times best. So I'm gonna probably mess up his name. It's like. Uh, Taidishi Coates so I think they take their versions of the Black Panther because uh, Killmonger's Black Panther was actually uh, Christopher Priest's version from the Marvel Knights with the gold necklace and the gold claws and all that stuff that was his version so I guess they stuck to that but they gave it to the bad guy not the good guy so you know you, uh, you have that Wakanda itself that Mm, that's pretty much like up to the uh, how would you say up to the directors you know mm-hmm. however that's drawn it's always got to be futuristic like that's always the key uh, the guards the guards have uh, have been around especially in this latest incarnation so mm-hmm. like the, the female Grace Jones type uh, chicks that's always been his name's pretty consistent so they they stuck to to the good base of it and uh, they didn't veer by the way the, far, the far, Grace crazy. Jones ladies that you were referring to is the Dora Milaje. Thank you. Yes, because I'm Milaje. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce that. Dora Milaje. I always want to call it like Maison Blanche Nicki or Minaj, something. Milaje. I don't know. <laughs> 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 yeah. Moulin Rouge. You know. But yeah, they're, they're, they're all their characters that have always been uh, in that mythos. So they've done a pretty good job with that. Well, I, I have a question as someone who doesn't know anything. Um, so what, <laughs> what does the Black Panther do when he's not chilling in, in Wakanda or Wakanda? Wakanda. Rwanda? Wakanda. 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 Like, is he out fighting crime or is he just like... Wait, like in the movie or in the comics? Just or? like, okay, so we got to see him in Wakanda. Yeah. And, you know, but he did go out and try to get that guy. So we got to see him in action there. But like, what does he do on a day-to-day like, day basis? Like, he runs a country. Countries. He's just like... Just like Okay, so he's not always having to leave Wakanda to go like fight some villain somewhere or anything like that. 
Not typically. Most of the most of the action you know, in a Black Panther comic book. Yeah, I was gonna say. So what Unless it takes serves place. the interest yeah, of Wakanda. So, so like someone's trying to attack Wakanda, mm-hmm. then he'll be like, "All right, give me my suit." Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Most of the stories usually take place where there's somebody trying to overthrow him okay. or take vibranium. Like that's okay. That's all they give him. So and obviously like, now, like as you see in the end of the film, they're branching out. Right. So they're as they franchises. Yes, as they're trying to help out other regions, I'm sure. Uh, the Black Panther's areas that he has to cover is going to expand. Right. I, w- so. I do wish they would give him like a, mm, how you say, like a villain that looks threatening to like even the other heroes as well to kind of like test his mantle, so to speak. Because most of the stories, he kind of deals with these B-level villains. And I think that might be a distinction that could kind of help level the playing field for the, for the guy. So you're trying to say that Black Panther doesn't really have a, a well-known rogues gallery, I guess you would say. Just a rogues gallery that makes you go, oh, damn, like, you know, that guy fought these people. Like, how would he handle Black Panther? How would Black Panther, you know, deal with him? I mean, like like we say, Killmonger's a pretty good villain. But if he went up against Iron Man, let's say, you think he'd, you think he'd have a shot? Does he have the Black Panther powers? Well, you have to have that. But let's say no well, before before his, no before. Let's say that was some that was one of the last people he would have had to have beaten to get to Wakanda. Yeah, no. They, yeah. Without right. the powers, no, he doesn't match up to Iron Man. But with the powers, I mean you could make the argument that, you know, his suit is made of sterner stuff than Iron Man's. That's true. That's true. The suit's made of vibranium. Yeah. Not iron. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, man. Like uh, looking it through, yeah, mm-hmm. the one guy that I see that keeps kind of coming up as as a as a villain for him was the guy that actually helped him in in this story. Oh, the guy in the mountain. Yes, the yeah. uh, the gorilla gorilla guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's known as Man Ape. I'm not sure what his uh, name in the movie was. Uh, 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 they didn't use that name. Uh, yeah, no, they did not use it. They used Mbaku. Mbaku. They had cool names. Yes, they did have cool names. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not like Steve or something that I've heard <laughs> a, a gazillion times, so I know I remember it. <laughs> that's true. They had some. They had some tough names. They, right. They, they did. And it's traditional, but it's tough. I think his, his really his main villain is Claw. Yeah, well, he's gone now. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's but they, right like that's the thing. I mean, you got a guy that has to deal with uh, protect the whole country, and it harvests the most powerful metal like in this universe so surely some big bads would want to go ahead and, and, and get a piece of it so maybe again like they have the sequel after infinity war maybe they go ahead and, and make that guy but i mean so it sounds like actually his villains are just regular dudes but they're not necessarily regular dudes but they don't have like superpowers or anything like that they're like one trick ponies let's say you know, you, be, you know you got the killmonger he just was a real badass soldier until he got the Black Panther powers, he just was good at fighting. And, right. You know, stuff like that. And then the the other white guy was like a mercenary type dude. You know, he didn't have like... He had to, like, he had his all that would blow it, up anything. Right, but, yeah. that's, but that's only because he made it. He wasn't like... In the oh, comics, he gets powers later. Oh, he does? Yeah. yeah. He's got uh, like some well, sonic... He goes through some... He gets stuck into a machine and gets comes back out. He's, he's solidified sound waves... That's what his body's made of. Yeah, does he have like a hand that's yeah. just pretty much like an antenna almost? It, like that, that sound Like can. a satellite? Yeah, yeah, like satellite thing, yeah. And it's one like Iron Man had a whole lot of great villains to choose from. Like 
If you watch the first movie, uh, Jeff Bridges, what was the guy's name again? Obadiah Stain. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll i never remember that. Obadiah <laughs> <laughs> uh, In the third movie, uh, the Mandarin was a fake, and it turned out to be some guy named Killian or something. I, yeah, and then that Aldridge. was... There you go. Right. So, again, I, it's not Trevor like... Flattery. But if they gave the real Mandarin... Well, I said this a long time ago, but if they did the Mandarin like he did in a comic book, that right. guy would have been really formidable. Oh, no, no doubt. I'm just saying, you don't necessarily see a strong Rose Gallery from him as well. Mm. But, like, you know, as these movies come along, they know how to find somebody and be like, you know what, let's make something of this guy. Fair enough. You know, so, I, you know, who knew who Claw was? And I think uh, Andy Serkis did a great job with him. Yeah, that was that was good. That was good and funny. I mean, that end fight scene, like when he goes, he takes out the ship, like by himself. I, I was like, yes. I mean, he takes out this army and all of that stuff. Like, I, I was like, good. Like, you know, they gave gave him some some props. I mean, why didn't he just do that sound wave force bubble thing like just <laughs> all the time? That mm-hmm. was the only thing I was wondering. Like. Maybe 20 guys beat on him, and then he'd see his sister, and he'd be like, oh, no, she's going to get killed. And he'd just, like, go, rah. And I'm like, why didn't you just do that before? <laughs> you know, why didn't you just pound yourself in the chest a bunch of times, just run into everybody, rah, and then just keep going? Oh, he, had, he had to build the, the so He had to build the drama, I know. Drama, he had yeah. to build the drama. Man, that's what happens with these Marvel fights is at the end, there's no uh, suspense. There's no gravitas given to any of the battles that are going on. You know there's going to be this big battle, and there. As such, I mean, you're kind of just waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm, uh, you know, we started off with this, uh, where I'm talking about it following the Marvel formula. I kind of feel like that's part of it, is, is that when you get into it, you know you have to have this big CGI battle. And the way they try and build suspense and stuff like that is by showing you, oh, yeah, his sister's about to get jacked. <laughs> you know, like with all this fighting and all this carnage and rhinos are running loose and guys with blankets that are actually shields and all this CGI action that's happening and trains and whatnot. It's like, oh yeah, here's a here's a human element to all, all this fighting that to, to help. Now you're invested because somebody you like might die. Yeah, she could have, she could have, she would have been all right. She was blasted, Killmonger in the face with those fist gauntlet vibranium weapons or whatever. Then she mm-hmm. got too close. It's like everybody know you don't get that close on the guy. Oh yeah, of course, and you knew it was coming though. Yeah. But again, you have to put that in there to kind of give some kind of weight to that final fight because. At that point in time, you're just watching them mow through anonymous people. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the women warriors were cool, but it's like, yeah, I know one of them. <laughs> t- and, and the one that I, I felt bad for the one who got, a, I guess, her throat slashed or. Oh, yeah, that other, yeah, that other guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt bad for her. But yeah, you know, at the same time, I never met her. <laughs> She's just kind of in the background. Another so. sister that's ball. Like, yeah. oh, oh, man, that, that, that's just a rough way to go. But. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mind that that final that final battle. I just, I liked the car, the car scene, the car chase scene. That was that was pretty much my my favorite scene. Just him jumping on there, just tearing stuff off. Mm-hmm. You know, having the all the cars flip out, and then when uh, Claw shoots the gun, and it blows up the other car that the the two ladies are in. <laughs> you know, and then like the lady just slides on the ground, and like she's just holding the steering wheel out. That was that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kirk, you said there was like. We talked about this earlier. You were like, yeah, there's not that much humor in it. It was, that was some good humor. There were moments. There. Yeah. It wasn't like, if you not watch... the Thor. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch Thor or an Iron Man, I mean, it's almost like every other... Every, every couple a, of minutes, it needs to be like a humorous part a humor to beat. it. Yeah. But I thought that was... Yeah, like, I just really told me that was, that was one of the things I was expecting to be really... Uh, how you just say? Like, really 
straightforward, serious, militant, like grim. Yeah, that would again that would have deviated some from the Marvel formula. True. All of these movies have to be somewhat lighthearted, and they have to be, and and that's fine because I mean. God bless them. I'm, I'm sure they look at every single DC movie and like, oop, not going to do that. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> Give me some Prozac. Yeah. Keep laughing. <laughs> so now uh, we've all seen it. So we saw like the, what you call bonus, bonus scenes and stuff. So I think we were kind of talking about this a little earlier, Kirk, right? So now that Wakanda could possibly open its doors with all the tech and all the ships and everything like that, do you see any cool movies or plots or anything kind of awesome happening beyond Infinity War in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I would probably see the next plot come out, let's say Black Panther 2. They, they open up the doors, they start bringing the technology to the rest of the world, and some body out here misuses the technology mm-hmm. or steals it and uses it for evil gains. Dang. Then finally Iron Man shows up. Maybe Iron Man wants to borrow some of the tech. Like I'm wondering if they if they're gonna do like this kind of amalgam uh weirdness there. You know what I mean? Like they, they have to figure out a way to integrate it past Infinity War. Cause I'm kinda worried, and I know we haven't gotten to Infinity War yet, but I'm kinda worried what happens to the universe after those two movies take place. Cause it's like where do you go from there? So That's, I wonder if that helps it. I think that from there what you're gonna see is you're gonna see them exploring uh, you, know, you might get another Black Panther movie. You might get another, maybe another Ant Man and the Wasp movie. Yeah, one I more, suppose we have one more Guardians of the Galaxy. One more Guardians. Right. I think you're going to see some of those do it. But I mean, if you're retiring Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, I mean, a couple of their contracts are going to be expiring yeah, too. Captain it, Marvel coming. Yeah, again, Black is, Widow. Is that going to be enough to make people go back? Without the, the heavy hitters. I don't know. But do you think he becomes a heavy hitter where he can guest star in other people's movies now? Like Black you Panther? Said? Yeah. Oh, definitely. He, so, no? he's, yeah. he's somebody who can guest star in a movie. But could he ever take the place of those three? I don't think so. Is he going to be the next Tony Stark? What you saying? No. He doesn't have the personality for it. But he's rich. He paid. Doesn't matter. I mean, if you paid, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter if if he can't carry a movie <laughs> because his personality, he's not the smart ass that Tony uh, Stark is. Mm. Thor is just, man, that guy, uh, he's so effortlessly funny. So would you say that maybe the, the another way to phrase the question would be, okay, first Iron Man, first Thor, first Black Panther. Well, no, without no, you gotta uh, you gotta put Captain America in that mix. Captain, he, no, you're right. He, he's you're the right. heart of the Avengers. You're absolutely right. Black Panther is at best fourth in the lineup. As no, I'm not. I'm not the like most powerful guy. I'm saying as far as like no, just the movie. Most okay, just the movie. Right. I'm talking about charismatic. Who's somebody that they could not like? You gotta have them in there. Ah, well, yeah, he's America. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would say that you know if if you're measuring it up. Black Panther, he scores, and he scores high marks. I just don't know that he is transcendent yet. Mm. I think these are a couple of more movies. I think he needs to gel with his fellow Avengers, create dynamics. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Relationships. Because in Civil War, his main purpose, his, his, his motivation was revenge for his father getting killed. Exactly. Right. That was the whole That's thing. His dad dies, and you, know, you don't really see him uh, interacting much with the other characters in a way that's in any way memorable. Um, so I think that you need that out of him. I yeah. mean, you need that that transcendent personality. And don't get me wrong, that could be there in that character. I just haven't seen it completely yet. I've yeah. seen an interesting man. I've seen a great performance. But I just 
I, I didn't see a guy who's again. There's a reason we're talking about uh, the villain more than we're talking about the hero. He stole the movie. Yeah, no, that's no, he that's, was the most fair. charismatic presence on screen. Yeah, but it's tough. I mean, this movie apparently broke all kind of box office records and here and there and stuff like that. And I think, like Lee said before earlier, I mean, like there's all this social commentary as well. So maybe, maybe to go a little light <laughs> now, on that. I don't know what the what is the social commentary on this. In my opinion, I mean, the social commentary touched a little bit on, like, race relations, how, how folks see each other, like, you know. Um, Where was any of that in the movie? Okay, like, okay, so T'Challa, he has to be, like, dignified, right? And then, like, Killmonger comes in, and he's just like, why are you doing all of these things? Look what happens to everybody in America. Look what happened to, you know to like you know folks in the past and stuff like that you guys are just sitting here in your own little world i mean like that's kind of like a nice little allegory for you know historical uh, you know you i know? didn't see racism there i saw tradition versus progress i i saw one guy was was sticking to tradition and one guy was sticking to moving forward and pro- progression and but based you know, on traditions that he had witnessed being out in america all right based upon personal experience everybody sees you know the good and the bad of their situation they like for t'challa his life worked for him so mm-hmm. he clung to tradition for killmonger his life didn't work for him so he went with progress and as usual the answer is extremism on either end is wrong <laughs> you know somewhere in the middle you you have that nice little you, gotta, happy you have a middle balance where yeah, yeah you, you give a little here you give a little there i thought that was a great bringing together message i don't see race i don't know maybe I, i'm just blind to that i just did not see that in I this movie that, i don't know why would people I, I i think people walk into movies with their own personal agendas and then they see what they want to see it's like a Rorschach painting. It's like, okay, <laughs> I'll find, I'll find that. Sure. <laughs> no, I mean that's that's like you said that that could be. It, it's a movie. It, it's either or. I just saw like how they were just comparing that and like how is how is Killmonger supposed to know how Wakanda is? He's never been to it. So here's this dynamic between these two characters, and then yeah, how they see each other, and then it gets further into like you say, uh, a character dealing with abandonment you know, issues versus a character that has everything already laid out for him. But still you have, he has to, you know, fight to retain his mantle as king, whereas this guy has to fight just to make it another day kind of thing. Well, let me ask you this. Am I the only one that's weirded out by vibranium hands and like wondering what happens when those people masturbate? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dick explodes. It's kinetic. It's got to be like, Blow jobs and vibranium masturbation. All the fireworks are going vibranium. on. Yeah, I think it's temporary. Vibranium vibrators. Uh, no, I was gonna say vibranium meter. What do you? Yeah, well they gonna. There's gonna, gonna be some purple pulse. <laughs> there's gonna be somebody behind the vibrator, like actually with joysticks and. Sh- yeah, they, yeah and they got work. the real big one that takes four double D batteries. That's the, <laughs> that's the Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need that. You just need like four of those purple pedals, and you're okay. <laughs> Well, guys, that music means that we're done discussing Disney for the week over here. And really, we've 
pretty much discussed Disney three times this week. Y'all might not realize that. <laughs> but, you know, we probably need a little bit of a break right now. <laughs> yeah, we probably fry like a poulet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm for the poulet. No, Poulet. Poulet. Pull my poulet. But uh, thank you for sticking in if you did stick in uh, for that wonderful discussion on the Black Panther. Uh, we hope to have a little bit more energy when we have a week off coming up. This We're not going to be off next week, but we'll have a week between recordings, which we have not had in a while now. So uh, we will see y'all next week. But um, anyway, we've got some guys real quick before we sign off that do things outside the podcast. So let's start off with uh, Mr. Marvel himself. You did a lot of the heavy lifting today, Mr. Eli. Ah, hey, thanks. It's always good to talk comics as well as Disney. But you know what is better than talking about a Marvel movie? See that Ivory Comics project being <laughs> made into a movie. And they talk about that in the future. It can happen. Never know. But uh, you go ahead and check out www.ivorycomics.com. You know, the story is all about the glory. You can check all of the good artwork out for Project Geisha. Savages, Molly Be Damned. There's blogs, interviews. There's always a link to this podcast so you never miss a fun beat, even if we need a week off. You can go to Facebook.com. Find me there, Eli Jivery. Project Geisha has her own Facebook page. I always have new stuff I'm posting up there. Look, three issues are out right there. I'm working. I'm doing what I can. My hand is cramped up. Doing what I can. So you, why your hand's cramped up? Because I'm drawing. It ain't because okay. of no, no pouillettes now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's French for chicken nut, just in, <laughs> in case anybody's ever wondering. Um, Instagram. Two nuts, two credits. Two nuts, two credits. That's a credit per nut. <laughs> Instagram. You can find me at EIV504 and Twitter, as always, Hancockton166. So, as always, keep listening. I'll keep talking and uh, support keep the art. I, I always will keep drawing. I got right. to. Got so you got that carpal tunnel. That's right. That's why my hands cramped up, look like I do the claw, like Harry Von Eric. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. And we have uh, with us another gentleman, Keith's best friend, Mr. Lee Lastavica, who also <laughs> does something outside the podcast, but his, his little something might help enrich your life. Why don't you tell them what you can do to help enrich their lives, Lee? Well... We could take you to go see Animal Kingdom, which is inspired by Black Panther. I bet you didn't know that. I did not. That Get out of town. I just made it up right now. That's why he didn't <laughs> know, that. know that. But uh, no, uh, if you'd like to take a trip to the world and go see Animal Kingdom and see, you know, it's kind of Black Pantherish and Epcot is kind of Black Pantherish, and I don't know. Just you just want to go to Disney because you're listening to a podcast, and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So give me a call at three. Oh, well, let me give you the right number. Give me a call at four one three. Three four nine eight seven four seven. That's four one three vibranium vibrators. Four one three v b r n i u m. Email me at lee at magicarway You can also check out the Facebook page at facebook.com slash lost travel. Uh, I do want to say a special shout out to Eli. You definitely did a good job putting the show together, man. I could mm-hmm. I couldn't follow along at one point when y'all were talking about vibranium aniraniums anal gesiums and all this other <laughs> stuff i was like well i don't know what you're talking about but y'all made it entertaining i'll just say that hey look it's like the last show league you know when it comes to travel stuff you're the guy like and when that, that's what get books, you're the guy so thank you for for doing all the heavy lifting as, as danny said because yeah i was not lifting nothing i barely lifted this yellow pad up so. <laughs> sorry no it's it, it was it was a pleasure to do it like you know and if you don't mind can you spell check him on vibranium <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's good sure. i spelled that 
it would sure hurt. He left out a couple. Of <laughs> oh, oh, what did you call it? Adelanium? What did you call it? or something? That's <laughs> adamantium, but we can't use that. Yeah. Uh, Lumophonium. Lumophonium. Chicken nutium. Palladium. Riddles rapium. Saran rapium. Ziplicosium. Cheerioium. It's all oium. So, all right. Well, anyway, if you want to do any of that, just give us a call. We'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Lee Wakanda Vika. No Wakanda Viniums. That's where Keisha stay, the Wakanda Viniums. <laughs> oh, no, Keisha. Wakanda Viniums, girl. Get on that spaceship, girl. Fly off. Anyway. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, as In terms of how to get in touch with us, there are several ways. The easiest, of course, is to go ahead and send us an email, show at magicourway.com. Of course, you are always welcome to hit us up on Facebook or Twitter, any of those places you can reach us. Or you can call or text us at one eight one five moweekend That's one eight one five moweekend one eight one five six six nine four two two six. Guys. Outside of that, look, we're a part of the BS Podcast Network as well, whose motto is we speak our minds so you don't have to. So you can go ahead and support our partners in podcasting over there. Uh, Mad Hatter Radio, we're still affiliated with them, I think. Pretty sure. iTunes, mm-hmm. Stitcher. Oh, yeah, that's right. You should go ahead and leave us a review in iTunes. Maybe not off of this show. Find a funnier one. Uh, but go, <laughs> <laughs> go find a good show. that w- th- They're out there, I think. We'll Just hit us up. We'll send you links to one or two. It's 200 shows. we yeah. got to have a few in there. <laughs> Some of them are moderately listenable. You're but tough. Yeah. You're a tough critic. Find a good one and leave a leave us a nice review in iTunes if you if you don't mind. If you left a bad one, just accept our apology and move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just get a life. <laughs> just walk on. <laughs> Stay off site. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> anyway, but guys, we thank you for listening and thanks for making us a part of your Disney fan life. We appreciate you listening to the show week after week, giving us your feedback, and we hope we're able to entertain you. Because we're a tribe here at the Magic Our Way podcast, and with this tribe, you must remember... More weekends forever! So thank you, guys. Have a good week. Magic out. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with... Vibranium. Hey guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh man, Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the navigator. Oh wow. Hey, but do you, you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is a ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Carway and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. 
Uh huh. You know, it, it, it's it, what's good about it. Yeah, let me tell you what's good. But you hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could mm-hmm. probably hear a country version of this. Oh wow! You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of. <laughs> Give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> get out! Get up again! Oh yeah! You know? Hot tub. What you say now, <laughs> Disney? That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and 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 r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know? I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada, bada bing, bada boom. Bada Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? 